Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who builds his house on the rock. Matthew 7, 24. Welcome to Jesus.com podcast, Catch the Anointing Center, Morning Star Cathedral. Welcome the pastor of this dynamic service, Pastor Kwesi Abedi. Be free, my good man. Yeah. 
find at least three things that you are grateful to God for and tell him. At least three things that he has done for you in 2020 that you can thank him for. At least three things that you can thank him for. He said to the lepers, were that not tell of you? How come only one is come back to say thank you? God expects your thanksgiving. He expects it. He expects it. Don't take him for granted. Father in heaven, we thank you for this afternoon. Holy Spirit, you're welcome. We thank you for the gift of life. It's been a difficult year. A year full of pain, full of sorrow, full of losses. But your word says, a living dog is better than a dead lion. We thank you for this gift of life. We thank you that we are alive. We thank you for health. We pray, Lord, that you will be merciful unto us and bless us. Grant us faith and meekness to receive your word. I yield my members to you. I pray from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. Anoint me with fresh oil. Speak through me. Let somebody live encouraged. Let somebody live saved. Let somebody live delivered by the power of your word in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody say a loud amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. I said for Jesus. I said for Jesus. I said for Jesus. And you may be seated. You may be seated. Thank you, Throne Room, Heralds, Passover team, everybody who has contributed to this wonderful service. Put your hands together for them. Great ministrations. Amen. And I want to encourage you, you are in the church, you don't do anything for God. Find something to do so that at your funeral, you have something nice to say. <laughs> Amen. It's true. Because I've been to certain funerals. You can see that the pastor is struggling to say something nice. But he can't find anything nice to say. Amen. It's true. It's like when you die, suddenly only the good things you did matter. See people start saying, oh, he was a good man. Oh, I remember. Someday he gave me 10 CDs. Someday he came, brought me to church. They don't, they don't say a lot of things that you are struggling to do. Amen. Amen. So be a wise man. Find something to do in the house of God. Tell your neighbor so that when you die, pastor will find something to say <laughs> about you. Hallelujah. Well, you are welcome to, to um, this today's service. Um, today is our due service and usually on the first Sunday of every month, we have an invitation service, a due service. So maybe you are here, this is your first time, you are welcome. Put your hands together for our first timers. And so this afternoon we will not be joining the First Love Center. I'm going to preach shortly and then we will be, we'll be leaving here. Amen. And today I have a very important message to preach to you. <laughs> and I believe strongly that you are going to be blessed. Amen. Amen. I'm going to preach to you from one of the most popular verses in the Bible. Amen. How many of you know 
the most popular verse in the Bible. And by the way, please, I'm not preaching because I'm John Dramani Mahama. <laughs> you know, just before I took, I, I came up to the pulpit, I said, oh, I'm going to preach on, so today I'm actually going to preach on John 3.16. Amen. But as soon as I said I'm going to preach on John 3.16, something said to me that, hey, Charlie, tomorrow is election year. Some people think that, Charlie, you are advocating for certain people. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, who are you voting for tomorrow? <laughs> Is it number one or number two? Number what? Hey! <laughs> number four. <laughs> Please don't spoil your vote, we beg you. <laughs> Make sure that your vote. How many of you are voting tomorrow? Can I see by wave of your hand? Oh, the rest of you, is that you are underage or you know they care? <laughs> you see, whether you vote or you don't vote, somebody will come into power. <laughs> so at least vote. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> anyway, this afternoon, for a very short time, I'm going to be preaching on a subject I've entitled John 3.16. John 3.16. Amen. Shall we read? I think we can read it together. You don't even need to turn to all of you know what is in John 3.16, I believe. Amen. John 3.16, it says, let's read together. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Amen. Shall we read it again? It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Amen. So I'm going to be preaching shortly on this scripture that we read. The Bible says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Amen. Now, the first thing I want you to notice about the scripture is that the Bible says that God is the one loving. And I want you to notice that the Bible says that for God so loved the world. Now, who is loving you is very important. <laughs> some ladies are not mine because great people haven't fallen in love with them it's true who loves you is important <laughs> and here the bible says that God is the one who loved hallelujah you know I want you to know that a great man loves you it's not a human being he's talking about here. He says, God loves you. You know, some of us, we don't, we, we don't realize the person that the Bible says loves us. He says, it's God. I mean, if somebody came to love you, and you know that the person owns a company, the person has a Mercedes-Benz, a BMW, A big seven bedroom house. Look, something will do you. <laughs> yeah. And the Bible says it is God that loves you. It's not anybody but God. You know, David said in Psalm 8, verse 3, he says, When I consider the heavens and the work of his fingers, he says, and the moon and the stars. He was talking about the God that loves us. He says, this God, the moon and the stars, which he had ordained. He says, this God, he's the one who created the moon and the stars. I don't know the person who is telling you that he loves you. I don't know what he has done or what he has created. But the Bible says that this God that loves us, 
He created the moon and the stars. Do you know the size of a star? A star is bigger than the earth. The smallest star is bigger than the earth. Yeah. <laughs> and the stars in the sky, the stars in the sky, there are more stars in the sky than sand on the seashore. Yeah. That's the God that loves you. Yeah. That's the God that loves you. Yeah. He said the God that created the moon. The earth has just one moon. Just one moon. And even the size of the moon, it will take you, when you are using British Airways, to go around the circumference of the moon. At top speed, British Airways, you are sitting in first class. <laughs> it will take you about six months to do one orbit. That's the God that loves you. It's a good place to put your hands together for Jesus. And the earth has only one moon. Neptune has, I think, 79 moons. Every time they are discovering some. To date, they have, it has about 79 moons. Hey, this God that we are talking about is not a small God. Amen. Amen. And then David said, Who am I that God is mindful of me? Or the son of man that he visited me? He said, how can a God like this Love me. How? How can a God like this love me? You know somebody you are here, I want you to know that God loves you. And the person that loves you is not anybody. It's not just anybody. Some of you, you are dying for the love of your father. You are dying for the love. You want your boss to love you. Because if your boss loves you, the likelihood that you'll be promoted is very high. But let me tell you, God says, I love you. That should matter to you. Yes, that should matter to you. Matter to you. A great person loves you. A great person loves you. Amen. Number two. It says, for God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. The second thing I want you to know is that the Bible says that God loved you. In other words, he has given you the greatest form of love. Sometimes when, when we say God loves you, some people don't understand it. You see, if you have been in more than one relationship, you will know that there are different kinds of love. Ask your neighbor, by the way, how many relationships have you been in? Some of you have been in like six relationships. <laughs> oh, yes, 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 yes. Six different relationships. And you see, many of you, you don't understand the kind of love that God has for you. Because you are marking the love that God has for you based on the love that you have for other people. So some of you, when you are angry with your friend, then you block your friend. So you think that when God is also angry at you, God blocks you. So when you sin, you don't want to come to church. When pastor calls you, you don't pick. You start hiding from your shepherd. Why? Because you feel that you have done something bad. But the kind of love that God is talking about here is the unconditional love. He says, I don't care what you have done. I still like you. <laughs> yeah. That's the kind of love that the Samaritan woman experienced at the well. Yeah. Jesus met this woman. He said, you have been with five different men. He said, you have experienced five different types of love. <laughs> yeah. He said, even the sit one that you are with, even that one is not working. The love is not working. <laughs> then God showed this woman his love. After he showed this woman his love, the Bible says that the woman went to the city and he went to tell the host, he said, come see a man. Say, come and see some proper man 
who has shown me some love that I have never experienced before. <laughs> Hallelujah. Is it because it's difficult? I mean, there, there are some of you, your love is conditional. I have grown over time, even as a Christian, and I realized that I'm more accommodating these days. Hey, when I became a fresh Christian, no, 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 no. One day I went for witnessing on campus. And it was in the international hostel. So there was a Nigerian. It was a Nigerian's room. So I knocked the door and then the lady opened the door. There was a guy in the, in the room. The guy had braided his hair. Cornrow. I said, right. I've gotten a soul today. I'm going to preach to him. <laughs> you see, as soon as I saw somebody who had braided his head, I said, this guy is a sinner. That was my mind. <laughs> yes. And I preached. Oh, I preached. <laughs> I preached and preached and preached. And when I finished, I said, if you want to give your life to Christ, raise your hand. The brother's hand was still down. And the sister raised their hand. So I led the lady to Christ. Then when I finished, the lady said to me that, oh, this is one of our pastors from one of our branches in Nigeria. I said, mm. <laughs> <laughs> But when we finished and I started chatting with a guy, I realized that this is a very spiritual person. But I ruled him out immediately. I saw the Kung rule. I said, no, no, no. This guy can't be a spiritual person. Yeah. And that's how some of you, you are. <laughs> that's how some of you are. <laughs> you see a certain kind of dress, you say, oh, this guy, be carnal. <laughs> But God said, this love that I'm talking about, you see, it doesn't matter who you love. You know, God loves, hey, the kind of love that God has. Hey. You know, Jesus actually said that it had been said in old time. Hate your enemies. He said, but I say to you, even your enemies, love them. Love them. Love them. Love them. Look, the kind of love that God has for us, hey, you don't have any idea. You don't have any idea. Number three, the subject of this love, the Bible says, is whosoever. Whosoever. It says, for God so loved the world. Who did he love? The world. Everybody in the love, in the, in the world, he loved. Everybody. There are some of you, you love only guns. Or only LS. There are some ladies, they can't stand shorter people. I mean, if a guy is short, no, it won't work. <laughs> yes. It's true. Look, many of you, you can't love whosoever. It's true. Many of you, your love is selective. Selective love. Yes. This brother has been calling you, sending you messages. Oh. You don't love him. Because he doesn't have money. But this other brother... He sent you 100 Ghana credits. The love you have for him has changed. <laughs> God said, whosoever, the whole world, the whole world, you know, one of the few people who attempted to love like God is Solomon. <laughs> Solomon. Solomon gave his love to 1,000 women. <laughs> and do you know the amazing thing about Solomon? At the time, he was the wisest man. 
and he was also the richest man. So wisdom and riches, I tell you, it's a love booster. Tell your neighbor, it's a love booster. <laughs> Look, money can make love nice. Money. Hey, a lot of arguments in marriage, eh? money can take it away. I'm telling you. So, but why did you cut the bread like that? Oh, but why did you cut the bread? Oh, simple bread. Simple bread. Simple. And the bread is not even sugar bread. It's tea bread. <laughs> it's tea bread. It's causing a problem. Amen. But the Bible says that God loves the whole world. He says he makes the sun to rise up on the sinner and the righteous. He said, whether you are a sinner or a righteous, I give you sun. I give you. And don't you realize it? When you wake up in the morning, that your friend who doesn't know God, he's still around. He's breathing the same oxygen that you are breathing. That's the love of God. That's the love of God. That's the love of God. God said, if you are a drunkard, I love you. If you are a prostitute, I love you. He said he loves everybody in the world. Amen. Then he says, because of this love that he has for us, he gave us. What did he give us? He says he gave us his only begotten son. His only begotten son. Love gives. Tell your neighbor, oh yeah, one chasm. <laughs> Love gives. You know, when I read the scripture, I have three children. In fact, I have twins. Two girls. And a boy. If you tell me to give one of my children, I won't agree. I have three. Actually, if I give one, I still have two. And even the girls, there are two. So I can just give one. I still have a girl. I will never agree to it. But the Bible says that God, his only begotten son, he gave him. Gave him expensive gift. Expensive gift. One day I traveled. I went to China. You will be there. (laughs) And when I was coming back, I wanted to buy a gift for my wife. So I went to a shop. They do only original. You know, China, there are a lot of fake things. <laughs> but the shop I went to, they do only original, authentic things. So when I entered the shop, I started asking for the prices. I was buying a bag for my wife. So I started asking for the prices of the bag. <laughs> When I asked the price, I said, hey. <laughs> then I asked the price, I said, hey. Tell her that thing very expensive. So I sent my wife a picture of one of the bags. And I said, two of the bags. I said, this one and this one. Which one do you like? He said, I like this one. Hey, the price was high. <laughs> very expensive. So, you know, China, you bargain for everything. So I told the lady, I said, price too high. Come down for me. Come down for me. <laughs> then the lady told me, he said, this one is original, original. Price cannot come down. If cannot buy, can go. <laughs> yeah. When a Chinese salesman tells you that you can go, it means that the price it won't change. The way they like money, if they tell, they will even, he said, should we even remove one R&B from it? I said, hey. Then I said, no, I'm still going to buy it. You know, when I checked the price of the bag, eh, I realized that when I move to the next shop, I can buy about 10, 10 bags with that same price. But I said, I'll buy it. So I bought it. 
Then I came back. Then I gave it to my wife. When my wife saw the bag, she said, "Oh, I love you, Kasi. I love you." <laughs> <laughs> and I was wondering. I said, "Ah, because I've been married. I've married her. I've been married to her for about ten years." I said, "Ah, is it now that the love is coming or not, <laughs> or what?" But you see, it's the gift and the cost of the gift. He realized that no, you have tried because after I bought, I couldn't buy anything else. After I bought that bag, I went back. That was the end. There was no money for anything else. <laughs> yeah. High price. In South Africa, they pay um, lobola. If if their bride price, their dowry, is called lobola. Hey, before you marry. So when you go to South Africa, there's a lot of polygamy, promiscuity. They, they don't marry. Just, they try and go, because to marry, they cost. And you know the lobola, they collect it in cows. Yes. In cows. And the average lobola is between 9 and 11 cows. And the price of a cow it's about $600. So if you are buying 10, that's 6,000 USD. And the price of the lobola, it reduces. When they say you are not educated, you are not a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> then it's coming down. So ask your nearest sister that if they were collecting lobola on you, <laughs> will it be 10 cows? <laughs> <laughs> so if you do just bring one leg, one leg of a cow. <laughs> Even human beings who are not selling a lady per se, when you are going to marry, they collect something. To show that you really love the lady, you pay 10 cows, 6,000 times 6. 36,000 Ghana cities. Many of you young guys, you can't marry if this was the criteria in Ghana here. Yeah. <laughs> but the Bible says that God, he gave his only begotten son. His only begotten son. His only begotten son. His only begotten son. First John 5, 11, He says, for this is the record. God has given us eternal life. And this life is in his son. Then verse 12, he says, he that had the son has life. He that had not the son of God has not life. He gave us a son. He gave us a son. He gave us a son. Hallelujah. Then he says, whosoever believeth in him, should not perish, but have everlasting life. Amen. You know, the Bible says that there's a criteria or a requirement. It says the requirement is that you must believe in him. And it amazes me. If you want to set a requirement for something as fantastic as this, God still gives us the simplest requirement. He says, all you have to do is believe in him. And you will escape perishing and have eternal life. All you have to do is believe in him. That is all it is. Amen. Technical team. Are you for us or are you against us? Hallelujah. Amen. Is that blowing into the microphone? Is it demons or what? <laughs> Is it from my microphone? 
No. What is it from? It's from the atmosphere. Amen. God chose the simplest requirement. He says, all you need, I think that is even why a lot of people take it for granted. Because sometimes we like very difficult things. Hey, sometimes when you look at what people do to travel, look, I know somebody personally who embarked on a trip to Europe to the Libya desert, personally. I couldn't believe The guy said it over and over and over and over for about nine years continuous. He said, I'll trap. I said, don't go. I said, I'll trap. Don't go. I told him all the things that happened. Still, the guy went. He's dead. Yes. He's dead. They killed him in the desert. The things people go through to travel. The things people have done to travel or to have a U.S. visa. You see Christians, they will marry unbelievers and divorce them just to collect papers so that they can stay in America or London. You will see them. Hard things. They will put everything on the line. But Jesus said, no, I want you to come to heaven. No visa. No um, writing of forms. Just believe. Just believe. Just believe. It's too simple. You want to come we sit down. We say we need three chickens. The neck must be red. All kinds of things. A chicken with a red neck. Yes. Hey. You know, one day where I worked, where I worked, there was a guy there, and I'd been working there for some time, so I knew this guy. I always used to see him around, walking, lunchtime when I'm going to buy my gari and beans. I'll see him in the queue. We are all buying gari and beans. Sometimes he doesn't buy plantain. Me, I buy plantain. <laughs> hey, then one day, all of a sudden, I just saw this guy, this hustler in the area. He was sitting in a white Toyota Camry. Alloy rims, black alloy rims, tinted windows. I said, hey, what happened to this brother that suddenly is like, his life has changed. (laughs) And I was told that this brother had gone to do some rituals, gone to see a shrine or called Sakawa or something. And I said, oh, the simple brother that was around. And you know what amazed me? So I noticed that every time I see the brother, he's in a white singlet. White singlet. So I said, "Ah, why is this guy always in a white singlet? Then they told me that it was one of the conditions that the shrine gave him. That I'm going to make you rich. But for the rest of your life, you must be in white singlet. You see, the God that the Bible says he loved us, he didn't ask us to use white singlet. And you see, the funny thing was, he was living in the area. He had moved from his room to a hotel in the area, just two streets away. And now he was paying. I hear he had rented a floor in the hotel. And he was living in it. About a year and a half after I saw him, he died. He died. Look, the stakes are high when you go to the shrine. Yes, nothing is for free. <laughs> yes, you will be rich, you will enjoy. But there's always something at stake. God didn't say you should only be in white singlet. No, 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 in the afternoon, in the evening, white singlet. In his car, outside his car, in a hotel, white singlet. Serious. So, you see that 
people can actually make certain requirements that are very high. And God could have chosen that, look, for you to come to heaven, look, you must not bath in the morning for seven days. You must do this. You must do that. You must do this. You must go to the sea, stand there at midnight and talk to me. 1 a.m., enter the sea, come out, bath with the Kolegono River, and, and all kinds of things. He said, no. All you have to do is believe. 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 I did was to believe. And God, God saved me. Hallelujah. Then he says, whosoever believeth in him should not perish. Look, there is a day of perishing. You know, the most certain thing about life is death. Is the, is the only thing I can promise every single one of you here. I can't promise whether you go to university, whether you will be rich, whether you have children. I can't promise. The only thing I can promise with my life is that you will die. You will die. And the Bible says that there is a day of perishing. That day is looming. And you know, Jesus says something in Mark 9, verse 43. He says, if your hand will offend you, it off. If your hand will offend you, cut it off. It is better to enter into heaven maimed. It's better to go to heaven without hands. <laughs> yes. <laughs> than to go to hell with both hands. Jesus says it's better. Look, you see, think about it. Even your finger, you don't want anybody to cut it. No matter what is at stake. I say, put your finger down. Let me touch it. You say, no. But Jesus said, when it comes to, you see, the world, eh, we are created in the image of God. When you look at what we do in prisons, it should tell you that there's a hell. Hey, I've been to Insawam before. The day I went to Insawam prison, I entered the room. The room is just about, about half the size of this this red, red spot. It's one meter by I think 1.5 meters. That's the cell size. And do you know how many people were inside the cell? 16. 16 people. Hey, when I saw it, as they were standing, there was no space. And that's the cell they poop. That's where they poop. That's where they sleep. And I was wondering that how do they sleep? Because even in standing, there was no space. There was no space to even move as they were standing in the cell. And I asked myself that, so how do they sleep? Do they lie down? Do they stand? How do they sleep? And the guy said, they sleep in tents. I said, hey, if human beings can put other human beings in a cell like that, you don't have any idea what hell looks like. You don't have any, the Bible says that where the fire, there's fire and brimstone. And the fire is not quenched. It's being heated. <laughs> Look, you don't want to go to hell. It says, whosoever believeth in him will not perish. You don't have to perish. There is heaven and there is hell, I'm telling you. And you don't have to perish. He says, all it takes is to believe in him. He says, when you believe in him, you will have everlasting life. What a promise. Eternal life. You know, many of us, the, 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 the greatest fear you have is dying. But the Bible says that there's a place. There'll be no more death. There'll be no sickness. There'll be no sorrows. Is the place called heaven. And that's what the Bible calls eternal life. Eternal life. As I close, I want to remind you of the scripture. The Bible says that God so loved the world 
that he gave his only begotten son. His only begotten son. That whosoever, whosoever, you see, it doesn't matter who you are. Your, your mother may not like you. Your father may not like you. But the Bible says that God likes you. He says, when my mother forsake me and when my father forsake me, he says, the Lord will bring me up. He will push you down. He will bring you up. There's only one person I personally know who likes people with issues. His name is Jesus. He says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. He said, I will give you rest. I'll give you rest. I'll give you rest. Because sometimes it's difficult to love people with issues. Hey, sometimes they draw out strength from you. They draw out finances from you. They draw out energy from you. But Jesus said, those are the people I like. When he set up his banquet table, he said, the people I invited, they don't want to come. He said, don't worry. Bring the maimed. Bring the deaf. Bring the dumb. Bring the blind. He said, I like all those people. He said, you may not like them, but me, I like them. God loves you. And he says, if only you will believe, he said, you will not perish. You would have everlasting life. Put your hands together for Jesus. Stand to your feet. Every head bowed, every eye closed. As we bring our service to a close. The Bible says, it is appointed unto men once to die. And after that, judgment. Don't take this message lightly. He said, he that hath the son has life. He that has not the son of God has not life. Today you want to receive this life, this eternal life that I'm presenting to you this afternoon. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I just want you to lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. You want to give your heart to Jesus. If God called you this afternoon, you know in your hearts of hearts that you will not make it. But you want to see, Pastor, I want to give my heart to Jesus. You are here like that. Lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. Lift it up high. God bless you. God bless you. Lift it up high up in the sky. God bless you. God bless you. You want to give your heart to Jesus. You want to be saved. God bless you. If you have lifted up your hand, do one more thing for me. Come from wherever you are standing. Come to me. Come. Come. Don't put your hand down. Come. My brother, come. My sister, come. My brother at the back, come. My sister at the back, come. Wherever you are, come. Come to me. You are not coming to me. You are coming to Jesus. Face me. You are coming to Jesus. That you should not perish, but have everlasting life. Let him have. Oh, come on to Jesus. Come on to Jesus. Give him. some people who need to come as I speak your heart is beating you know you have to take this decision you are thinking what will people think look heaven and hell is only you and God the people who are standing there they have already taken the decision but you know that you haven't come come I'm waiting for you come I'm waiting for you Come, I'm waiting for you. Come on to Jesus. Come on to Jesus. Give him.
up your hand and let's pray. Pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, today I humble myself before you. I recognize that I'm a sinner and that I don't know you. But today I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I repent of all my sins. Wash me with your precious blood. Come and live in my heart. Be the Lord and master of my life. I believe that you died for me. And on the third day you rose again. Jesus, I want to serve you. I want to follow you. Help me to be your child. In Jesus' mighty name. Say, Satan, today I am no longer your child. I am God's child. I am Jesus' own. I am born again. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for all these ones who are giving their hearts to you. I pray for them. Touch their hearts. Let them follow you. Lead them by your spirit unto the day that you shall come for your children. May they not fall by the side of the road. May they stay on this narrow road until the day of your coming. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you for listening. We believe you were blessed by this message. You're invited to fellowship with us at the Kachida Anointing Center, Morning Star Cathedral, Tema Beach Road. You can send a text via WhatsApp to 0244 or 0546-125-491 for other messages and any information. Follow us on social media Jesus.comctac on Facebook at Jesus underscore on Instagram at j.com underscore ctac on Twitter. Be a doer of the word and not a hearer only. See you this Sunday at 12.30pm. Stay connected.